Good evening, everyone. <laughs> there's a great, there's a great slick bit of pantomime before this thing started that you will never get to see. It was just me being the professional producer that I am, mm. really cueing us into how to start this thing. Uh, Some, good evening. Someday we'll have a hit a AMC t- a talk show. Oh, I uh, like that Kevin Smith one. Remember that? Yes, I hope so. Or <laughs> talking talking about the dead or something. Talking dead. Oh, yeah. So Chris Hardwick. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, sure. No, I was thinking that we'll have to. Someone else will do one that's about this, and we'll have an episode after. Um, actually, comics. That's like, man, you know, Bob seemed like he was really on today, and I'll tell you, <laughs> there were some really, Commentary. some really interesting insights about Shazam. About, uh, <laughs> oh man, I saw some weird uh, snap peas that were named after Shazam at the grocery store. Oh, delicious! Actually, I don't think they were. I think they might have been a different kind of vegetable. Disgusting. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I I sent a, a picture of them with the caption with one magic word. Uh, snap pea. Snap. Uh, <laughs> the S in Snap P is for Solomon. The N is for a Nigerian prince who sends you emails. <laughs> I have I have likely already deleted this uh, this photograph, so I That's can't tell you what sad. the things were. Oh well. Instead instead of talking Snap Peas, which we normally do on this podcast, mm. this is I'm gen- actually Snappy. Generally an exclusively Snap P podcast. We're gonna talk about comics instead today. Um this was a Fucking incredible week for comics. Whew. It was, uh, you could work out with this week's comics. Yeah, this was, like, too much. Like, there's almost not room for all the comics on the shelf. And, <laughs> uh, and so many good things that I really enjoyed this week. Um, and so, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's do let's that. Let's go. Um, one thing that I did not read was Three Keys. I don't uh, know what it's about. I forgot what the first issue was about, so I just kind of flipped through it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> It's about multiple keys. Yes. It, the art was three. the art was cool. AXE Judgment Day Omega number 1. Ah, that was another one I didn't make it very far into. Yeah, I mean, I was I mean, the the series is over. I don't Yeah, need to also it, it says I it didn't... stars the Avengers and there are literally zero Avengers in it. Uh, like they're not even on the credits like that like thing where it's like here's the X-Men, <laughs> here's the it's like there's just no Avengers and I'm like why did you even put them on the cover? Also, the Shazams are called pimentos. They were pimentos. <laughs> All right, let's says pimento. I don't. They don't look like olives to me, so I don't. Perfect. Uh, whatever. Uh, there is a really gorgeous absolute edition of uh, Dark Knight's Metal out this week. Ooh. It's done in a faux uh, diamond plate slipcase. I saw it it's on the side really there. It's really clever, and it's really a pretty package. Uh, if you love the series. This is the absolute. <laughs> this is the absolute best, best version of it. <laughs> this is simply the best. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. And Amazing Spider-Man 13 is out this week. We got so many hobgoblins, you'd be like, "Wow, look at all, look at all." I them. like that they color coded their eyeballs so that you could tell them apart. Thank God, I would not have known who was who. Uh, if you are not up to up to speed, I don't want to spoil who these hobgoblins no. are, but it's two of the hobgoblins. <laughs> so uh, yes. Uh, there is that, and there are, there uh, are other goblins also in the in the in the comic. Honestly, there by the end there were four, and yes. that's a lot. Um, four that's, total goblins. None of them was the Demo Goblin though, or the Hemo Goblin. <laughs> Hemo Goblin is the worst name. Hemo God was he DC? Hemo Goblin? No, I think Hemo Goblin was another just Green Goblin knockoff. Ah, uh, I thought that. Yeah, I don't know. why I thought that there might be one as well. 
but hemo goblin, <laughs> <laughs> hemo goblin. Ow. Just uh, the heady days of when you could have worked doing, like, what's the dumbest name we can think of? Let's call it <laughs> Demo Goblin. Uh, so he's like a, he's like the goblin that you use first. Like, he's just kind of like, you can unlock him at some point if you uh, pay the for the full version. This is just a demo goblin. Oh, it's a demo of the goblin. Yes. Correct. <laughs> that is just the exact That's... amount of humoring that joke deserved. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Avengers number 62. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Comic book. Uh, B&V, if you know what I'm saying. Betty and Veronica, friends forever. Yeah. Christmas party. It's a, it's a happening. It's a happening. Batgirls number 12 is out. Kind of cool. Uh I will just mention very quickly because this is the first of the DC books that have the 90s variant covers oh, this yeah. week. And they're fucking awesome. Yeah. I can't I, I can't help it. They're really fun and they use these like special inks. Yeah. So they're using a neon that is not in the real world <laughs> when they print these things and it is like this pink orange thing that... Like, yeah, there's a lot of pink. It is beyond description, this wonderful color, and I <laughs> I love it to death. It's and like an orange pink, almost. Yeah, it's... What's great about it is that the color is so weird that computer screens can't pick it up. Oh, yeah. Like, when you look at... When I look at it on any of these things, it's like, it looks like this boring, like, washed-out pink when you look at the, the covers on the website. Yeah. And it's this eye-gouging salmon color that will, salmon. like, yeah, the, it's like migraine-inducing. Psychedelic love salmon the is psychedelic, what I call it. Yes. Also a great DC villain. <laughs> uh, the psychedelic salmon. The psycho salmon. Uh, Batman Incorporated, number two. Yeah, I like it. You like it. Good enough for me. Uh, Batman Urban Legends. Uh, I. This was a really good... If you like, if you know who Michael Cho is, and if that means anything to you, you get an interior Michael Cho story. Yeah. And uh, in general, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, there was a cool quote on the back that says, "No more blue wall of silence. No more business as usual." From Rene <laughs> Montoya. Oh, Rene Montoya! Bold uh, statement for the outside <laughs> of a Batman comic. True. Yeah, that's that is really that is quite a quite a bit. Also, do think Batman should really commit himself to fighting corrupt cops? I mean, absolutely, he should be much better than fighting the Joker. Uh, it's true. Uh, Batman versus Robin. I think he's committed to fighting Robin. He is. This actually is probably. I, I really like it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is. Yeah. I think one of the best Batman books going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is it? Ma- Mahmoud Azrar on the art. Yeah, Az- and then Mark Wade is the Azrar. And Mark Wade is writing it, and That's it's a good. fucking cool ass name. <laughs> yeah, man, and, and it's a great artist. He did, he did like the X Men when Bendis was on it, um, and has been doing mainstream comics for a bunch of years. And it's good. Uh, let's see. Oh my God! So if you're one of them hippie stoner types that likes the hippie stoner stuff, let me tell you a thing or two. We got a new Megan Mog finally. Uh, it is called Below Ambition, and so any of you out there who are Megan Mog fans, finally, I've had so many people asking for this book, and it is finally out, and here it is. I don't know what Enjoy it, is. it. Mega Hex, if you will. 
it's kind of like a manga no it is a it's a it's like a little little like fantagraphic stonery oh. thing with a witch and a bear and they okay it's it is very popular among the hepcats all right cool <laughs> it's great it Those is really cats from uh it's 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 one of those books the ones that time traveled from the 1950s <laughs> those ones <laughs> just to get these books uh yeah yeah we have we have people who have been like pounding on the door begging for it with like joints in their mouths and like acid taps stuck to their eyeballs they're back oh my god get them the fuck out of here uh berserk deluxe edition hardcover volume 12 is out Mm. i do not know where that falls in the world of berserk but it's here Mm. we got uh more billionaire island yeah this is that was a surprise cult of dogs number one yeah and that's that's literally that's what it is. It's cool. I I love Billionaire Island, the first one. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's so good. He's yeah. so funny. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Mark Russell. Mark Russell. Sorry. Probably should have mentioned the name. God, sorry. Uh, mm. I've uh, traded yeah. my water for seltzer, and so now I'm just like turning my head to belch every three seconds. It's like every Apologies. episode of this podcast for me. Jesus, <laughs> Welcome I, to my world. Yeah, I mean, like every third podcast that I, that's on the air is like people drinking beer on mic, so I should not feel too bad about that, but I am... No. <laughs> I, I can understand why people would not want to hear people belching into the mics. Oh, yeah, no, you don't want to belch directly <laughs> into the microphone. Oh, man, I was doing the radio show at uh, MPG, and... um or at the radio station. And uh, the person who went on before me a couple weeks ago, we have like the mic covers. They're like just like the foam microphone covers and we're supposed to switch them out. Yes. uh, When we're done because of disease. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy went on before me, didn't do it. And I went to talk into it and it was like literally soaking wet. It was the grossest thing. Like just soaking wet. That's horrendous. I don't. And cold. <laughs> it was like touching like uh like a wet bath mat. It was like touching Cthulhu's taint. Yes, very much. It was like it was like one of the f- plops that came off of uh Garfunkel and Oates during that episode of G- Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Yes. Um gross. Um, <laughs> one of those leg plops. <laughs> Got to love those leg plops. Um so gross. <laughs> So, Black Panther Unconquered, number one. So, oh. this is a, just a new ongoing Black Panther or miniseries? Uh, I was sort of confused by I it. I think it's just a miniseries, but it's not announcing itself as a miniseries. Maybe it's mm. an ongoing. It would be weird if it was ongoing. Seems like an odd name for an ongoing. But um, I liked it quite a bit, nice. actually. I, like, I, I was very excited about the last Black Panther series, and then it kind of petered off a little bit. Um, yeah. But this is this has a really good start, and it's like bringing in uh, Bast into the into the mythology of the Black Panther, which is kind of a no brainer. Hmm. Uh, but it's it's this interesting thing where there's two competing cults, hmm. and we have sort of well, okay, there's a cult, and then there's the Black Panther, who is. Not a cult. Technically not a cult, but they are also serving Bast in this, in a way. Hmm. And so they are sort of like, he sort of finds himself in the position as a technological, like, as the head of a country that is at the height of technology of the entire world, nay, potentially universe. (laughs) Uh, He is 
also realizing that he has some sort of connection to the god Bast, which is an interesting nice. addition to the to the mythos. Cool. I really liked it quite a bit. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, highly recommend if you're looking good for one. a new Black ground Panther floor. series. That's This is a good ground floor one. It's also Black Panther season. I don't know if you've noticed there's a film coming out <laughs> there soon. There is. It definitely seems like, uh, yeah. and I'm actually really excited for Wakanda. Forever. So am I. Yeah, yeah. I'm more excited for Spider-Verse 2, but I have to wait for like six months before that comes out. <laughs> uh, the only thing I've been excited about was uh, Werewolf by Night, and then I saw it, and now I want to see it again. Mm, I need I to watch that. I want to see it about 50 more times. Anyway, it. it's so good. <laughs> Speaking of Disney+, Plus, I'm actually really excited about the National Treasure series that's going to come out soon. <laughs> oh my God, is Nicolas Cage in it? No, but they're doing a third Nicolas Cage film. And okay, it's a prequel to that. Okay, as long as Nicolas Cage, it's basically, just in like introducing because it's been like fourteen years since the last one, so it's like basically introducing like a new ca- series of cast members, and then they're gonna do a film that has Nicolas Cage. It's so weird. Nicolas Cage's like ability to have major movies still blows my mind. <laughs> I, I love yeah. it. I mean, it's great. It's just, it's just bizarre. Yeah. It's like why aren't there why were there never like Christopher Walken action movies? And before you say it, I'm well aware that he did do a McBain movie, which was good. I did like McBain. It was not McBain from The Simpsons, unfortunately, but mm. pretty close. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it, I think Christopher Walken being witness to the death of Natalie Wood maybe like altered his career course. That Maybe is probably he would have true. been a, like a bigger star if he hadn't become tainted with this I like, think actual crime. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm a conspiracy-minded person on some levels. Well, I mean that that's that whole thing was definitely sketchy. No matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way around it. Uh, conspiracies aside, there was definitely some horrible shit going on on that fucking. For world. sure. Um, Catwoman, trade paperback volume one, dangerous liaisons. Ooh. Ooh, my goodness. What kind of liaisons? Dangerous ones. Dangerous. Um, uh, that would be damage control number four next. Mm. That's a thing. Yeah. We got Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths number six of seven. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, it's fine, and I'm definitely following it and 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 picking it up. But like, it like is so f- the final page of this, and like realizing what the final issue of this thing is going to be, is just like straight up so dumb i don't like i kind of it's it, it kind of like it more the dumber it gets and it, def, it definitely got as dumb as it's gotten yeah yeah in this issue that's that's how i like things too i like them real dumb i like i mean i don't always like them real dumb but in this case like a cr- big crossover it kind of has to be dumb and this is like i can't spoil it but who that's in, not where i would have gone with that <laughs> in the immortal words of julie brown i like him big and dumb hmm uh, Dark Homecoming Ride. Queen's got a gun. Number two. Uh, oh man, I follow Julie Brown on Instagram, and she went to Judy Tenuta's funeral, and it oh, was very sad. Jesus, I was like, oh man, I loved Judy Tenuta so much. Judy Tenuta was the first stand-up comedian I ever saw live. Holy fuck! I, I was at music I'm camp. So jealous. I was at music camp at University of Maine Orono, and they gave us all tickets to see Emo Phillips and Judy Tenuta. Oh my god. It was fucking amazing. He must have been doing the E equals MO square uh, material. He, uh, he came out holding was... a... Uh, he was like, do you want to see me juggle trombones? And we were like, yes. And he just 
threw trombones in the air and then they just crashed to the stage like in this like thunderous like rumpling of like brass and it was like the probably the coolest thing i ever saw anyone do on stage god i fucking love emo speaking of which god i hate to d- to distract <laughs> yeah that's fine but we have a garbage tv that we finally managed to get roku working on so oh, we nice. can see the fucking weird al movie yeah oh my god as a lifelong huge weird al fan i was talking to ali last night about how we such a fucking it. fan uh and the complete al the old video i wore down to a nub when i was younger this He's like a synthesis of UHF, the complete Al, and just a whole new thing all put together, and it is goddamned wonderful, and I love it. Holy shit! The thing that of his that I saw the most of, oddly enough, was Al TV. Uh, when also, he did a the, huge uh, fan of that. I would stay up and do that uh, every the, time. I was I, on. I've never forgotten the one where he had Ozzy on, and uh, oh or like God. you know, well, he had his fake, fake, uh, fake Ozzy, yeah. but he was it was Ozzy, and he was like Ozzy, can you say lippy lippy <laughs> or pipey sinking? And then it's just Ozzy, just like lippy lippy all pipey sinking. I'll never for fucking. I'll never forget that. Oh God, so good. National should a, treasure. Should make a Ozzy like Osbourne, Lippy Lippy, or Pipey sinking T-shirt. I think you're right. I should. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So let's okay. get back to these things. Yes. Comics. Uh, Dark Ride number two is out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's fun. It's it's not. It's not my cup of tea. It's but it's. I definitely see that it's going to have a huge fan base. Like nice. it's definitely the kind of book that people are going to love. That's cool. Um, it's. It reminds me of like how I was. Like, uh, oh my God, what was the what was the book? Uh, I hate Fairyland. Yes, it's not not exactly like that, but it definitely has that same kind of interior feeling, where it's just kind of like, okay, I get it. It's going for a thing that's not my thing, but it's like it's nailing it. Um, we got a little thing called the death of Superman. What? Yes. How? So it turned they, ki- they killed Superman. Okay, so Ooh, I gotta what? pull my pop filter away you from get, my mic a little get, bit. You're gonna be scared by this. Hot mic. Turns out that on the B cover, you'll find out who did it too. There he is. It was Professor Plum. <laughs> it was Professor <laughs> Doom. Candlestick with the stabby claw thing. Uh, yeah, this is the thing. If, if you're into that kind of thing, that's what yeah. it is. The, it, so wait, where are we talking about the anniversary or the special the issue? The special, uh, special number one, which is yes. technically Batman or Batman, fuck Superman number seventy-five, uh, the death of Superman issue. Well, the, the death of Super. There's two things. There's the Superman seventy-five facsimile edition. Yes, that's true. Yep. And then there's the death of Superman, which is all new material. Yes. By the people who killed Superman thirty years ago. Correct, Amundo Pazzi. Got it. Yep, that's the deal. Clarifying. And it has a die-cut <laughs> cover, just like those other so comics. Cool. Yes. I also love a die-cut cool. cover. I do love that. Uh, and uh, we also have, this is just, uh, this is not new, but we finally put it in the system. Uh, new Di- <laughs> Diana and Nubia, Princesses of the Amazons. Hmm. Uh, this is the uh, the all-ages uh Wonder Woman book. It's really oh, it's the, really is it the adorable. same as the ones that run as backups in the regular Wonder Woman. Comic? Uh, the Shannon Hale and Dean Hale comic. I'll, I think it is. I yeah. can confirm I'm, that. I'm ninety nine percent sure it is. Yeah, those are good. <clears throat> we got do a power bomb. You don't need to be sold on that. You're nope. probably already reading it if you like that sort of thing. If you like Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, 
we didn't actually put all of these. I didn't tag all of these as new so as to not like usurp all the space. But one of the things we did get is we got like seven or eight of the exit games. I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with exit. It is this super cool, spooky uh, escape room in a box kind of series. They're little. Most of them are 15 bucks. There's one we the one that's we actually put up here is the $30 one, which is the big Nightfall Manor set, mm -hmm. which is a much larger escape room than the $15 ones, but they're like one use. You buy it, you solve the mystery and basically you're like tearing shit up and you're you destroy this game by the time you're done with it. Neat. But it is one use and they are super fun and they're super spooky. They're like Instead of a lot of these atmospheric, instead of a lot of these things, it's atmospheric. It's like a, it is a horror, like immersive, immersive game. It's for people who like horror experiences and like escape rooms. It's essentially doing this kind of like spooky night. Here's how you, you know, this is the escape from the Pharaoh's tomb or this is the, you know, like all that stuff. Light a couple candles, awesome. sever a goat's head. Exactly. Get I into am, it. 100% going to be grabbing at least two of these for game nights because they are very fun and they're super, they're just like really easy. Nice. Uh, they have finally reissued the famous monsters movie art of Basil Gulgos in both hardcover and softcover. Hmm. We got both of those. They are beautiful. I bet. Um, and uh, Fantastic Four number one. Uh, one thumbs up for me. That is a big thumbs up for me as well. This issue was amazing. Yes. I liked the... Uh, the I got confused halfway through and stopped reading and <laughs> had to ask Bob what was going on. And then... Unfortunately, on that case, uh, there were two books that yeah, we did in, that. And in this both one, cases, I actually was able to explain it. In both cases, if I had just kept reading, it would have explained <laughs> itself. Okay, yeah. the second one, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. But I do like... <laughs> I really uh, just thought that I was like missing something in the middle of this book. No, well, and then clearly I had missed something. We'll get to that one. But um, I liked in the... In the uh, the letters page on this one where Ryan North is like, here's the rules of Fantastic Four. Oh, the Fantastic Four are fun. The Fantastic Four are adventurers. The Fantastic Four can do anything and the Fantastic Four are accessible. Yeah, He's like, these are the rules. And it's funny because uh, one of the things is uh, the Fantastic Four uh, are fun and when you read the last page of this, it's like, hmm. <laughs> Interesting take. Uh, yes. Definitely, but definitely great first issue. I love Ryan. North. It was. It's especially funny because they were like, uh, the first sentence in that when he was describing those rules, it said, "There's no drama." Right. And then, <laughs> then they proceed to do what happens in the last panel, yeah. which cannot be described as anything but a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you read this thing and then you get to the. I mean, assuming you're, I don't know. I don't think there's any more anyone who reads the letters page first, but yes. Back in the day, that used to be a thing that people did. And uh, anyway, unless you like, if you, you see, like, you read this thing, and then immediately there's like the author of the comic saying, like, "There's no drama in this," and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. But that said, it was a impeccable first issue. Yeah, um, I so love good. how he's like kind of starting with like spotlight chapters of like you know just kind of setting the stage, and then before it brings it all together. And I look forward to it very much. Yeah. I can't imagine a better suited person for doing an ongoing Fantastic Four comic. I know. I'm, I'm so excited about this. This is 
Finally, a Fantastic Four book that I am going to read every motherfucking week. Yeah. This, I am like, this is going to be in the top of my pile of to-read stuff. And as a person who reads almost every Fantastic Four comic that comes <laughs> out, uh, I will be like, yes, I finally get one that's good. Yeah, I, I stopped reading the slot one because yeah, I, I got... That one lost me. It lost me. Uh, it was... There were good. There were really good moments, and he did some really good things. Again, I've said it before, but I think that the addition of, and also it's explained in this that this is still canon. Thank God, uh, that the thing has kids. Yeah, and those two kids, I think, were a huge improvement on the dynamic of him as a character, and cer- certainly the relationship between him and Alicia. Yeah. I don't know. I I fucking love them. I think they're a great choice, and. Uh, and I think it was also a good choice to get them out of the way for a little while for this little solo adventure that the thing and Alicia go on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. This was a good character issue for yeah. Alicia specifically, I thought. So good. So um, much. This was intentionally building her up, which yeah. was great. Yeah. And the art's really good. And uh, yeah. yeah, for me, it's like Batman and Fantastic Four are really kind of like, and Teen Titans are like ones that like you have to really work hard to get me yep. to not like it. But this one, I'm like, yes, it's great. Yep. So good. Uh, Firefly, keep flying, number one. Uh, we have an omnibus of the Mark Wade Flash. Hmm. Unfortunately, now DC is moving to these $150 omnibuses, which is just too fucking much, man. 125 is the maximum. I mean, if you're outpricing Marvel, you're doing something wrong. I don't know what it is about omnibuses that they're like, yeah, yeah, but we're going to... They, I mean, like, they must sell. I, they I don't have to. get it But myself. like the trades, like, like DC is so ultra competitive with their pricing and trades, but then once it goes up to omnibuses, they're literally 30% more than Marvel's. Um, they might be larger. I, you know, I'm not 100% sure, but like... We they got, do use that really th- super thin paper, so true. there's like the page count might be higher. Yeah, but I don't even like that. Like I would much yeah. prefer. I like it. I don't like the ones that feel like you're going to rip them when you're turning yeah. the pages. It's like a book that's own weight would damage its pages. Yeah. <laughs> right, and it used to be that DC had that problem where they were doing omnibus editions. In, I mean, I think they changed that, and that was part of the price problem. Oh. Was that they started off and they were pricing them at a hundred dollars, and then they started doing stitch bindings so that they wouldn't crack when you flipped them open because uh, there was an issue like that they would just like fucking fall apart like the what? middle pages would just rip uh the batman ones from uh, the grant morrison ones were a, a big problem oh wow when those came out hmm. so uh it's great i mean that mark wade run is one of my favorite runs of flash i fucking love it to death so yeah that was the the when jeff i mean the jeff johns run ended up mostly still, like it's still like, one still, of my favorites too <laughs> yeah it, he lost me uh, like towards the end but it was very strong throughout but the mark wade it all built on the mark wade run. yeah yeah it did i think the wally west flash from i mean honestly like the mesner lobes issues were yeah. great yeah, and so, then the mark wade coming on from that like but mark wade i think was the one who first uh, really built up the rogues, and I think that was the most important thing. Well, he got back to the rogues. Mesner Lobes created new villains, primarily. I and- just mean 
them as protagonists as opposed to just antagonists. Yeah. I don't I think I might credit Johns with that a little bit more. But really? the thing that um I felt like it started with I mean, it's been so long since I've yeah. read these that I I might be even mistaking. Wade that did that would more with certain of them. Certain like the like uh Hartley the Pied Piper. The Pied Piper was what um, I was thinking of yeah. specifically. That Pied and Piper issue <laughs> is I, Actually, I don't know. No, Chunk was Mesnerless. That one issue of Pied Piper was like one of my favorite issues of comics of all time. Mm. I just it's so it was so touching and weird and awesome. Uh, also, he's a really early gay character, right? Yeah, definitely. Like really early. Yeah, that especially. was Mes- Mesner Lobes developed that, and then yeah. Wade c- kept it on, which was was cool. Wade dropped. Wade was the one that brought in like Linda Park and like the yep. supporting cast and. But it was kind of there was a thing that the series was guilty of for a very long time where it was like every 30 or 40 issues Wally had to constantly become the fast like he was constantly having to prove that he was better than Barry Allen and it was like he did it several times and after a while it was just kind of like. Okay, like he proved it. Like, why, why, why does he? Like, you just basically are creating like the greatest uh, inferiority complex of all time, (laughs) which was one of the things that was really nice about Jeff Johns because with his, it was just like he was just the best. Because by that point, he was JLA and he was Prime Flash. It's too bad because there is also a story to tell there as well. Like the greatest inferiority complex ever. (laughs) If you do have when you have a follow up to a legacy hero. That is that is a way to go, but it wasn't how he yeah. wrote it. Yeah, no. Uh, Flash, the fastest man alive, number three is out. Yep, which is not as good as that. No, <laughs> long shot. It's tying into the film that hasn't come out, which is very strange <laughs> that there's like a film tie-in comic that came out like a year before the co- the film came out. Uh, I feel like they're like get all of the content out there so that if he does anything or kills anybody or. You know, like if he mm. blows up his compound with all of his weird followers in it, that nobody gets. Well, I assumed it was that they pushed the release of the film back so far that they just didn't yeah. alter the comic publishing schedule. But it, like, if the movie came out when it was supposed to, yeah. it would be coming out now. It's still crazy that they're like it is. Batwoman? No, no, no. We can't do that. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing problematic going on here. We hear good things, whatever. Yeah. And then Flash. Oh yeah, the cult leader? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> make sure make sure you get fucking crazy pants out here. Yeah. And it's like they're just like basically it's like they're waiting for him to do something that like will allow them to pull the plug on it somehow. That's what I feel like. But I don't know. I feel like they're waiting for the other shoe to drop and then they can be like, "Uh, yeah, uh we're going to take an insurance like, loss." Is he going to pull a, a Kanye at some point and then I, like, you know. I mean, I I hope that's all it is because he feels like he's like dangerous. He just, he just he feels, feels legitimately dangerous. He does but feel he feels, unstable, but I mean, it's whatever. Unstable, I don't but him. he feels like, like all of this stuff with the like piles of machine guns and shit in his like camp. Like he has a fortress essentially that he's living in. For me, it's the fighting people who do right. karaoke. <laughs> Like I'm just like I, I do. Mean, I've done karaoke like a million times. No one's ever fought anyone at it. Okay, like, admittedly, I want to fight people who do karaoke. So no, I mean I understand being uh, being like annoyed kidding. by someone at karaoke, but like literally like starting a fist fight with someone. Yeah, that's like <laughs> because you don't like the way they sang a Elton John song or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that is that is a. Uh, 
Dangerous, violent behavior. Red flag. <laughs> Big uh, biggin. Uh, you know what else is a great red flag? What? A red flag of courage. Uh, nope, that's not it. <laughs> Wait, uh, that's what? a red badge of courage. <laughs> that's a badge. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 3, the Waxworks Lenticular Edition Ooh. of the soundtrack. It is beautiful. Uh, it is a $50 double record, but Whoa. it is like... It has this beautiful giant lenticular cover on it and nice. gorgeous colored vinyl. It's just an amazing presentation. It's probably one of the best things Wex Works have ever done. Cool. And they've done so much they've cool stuff. They've done a lot of cool things. Um, we got a bunch more of the G.I. Joe classified. Uh, we have Sergeant Stalker. And of course, your favorites, Tomax and Zaymont. <laughs> I have those action figures. Who doesn't love them? Do they the ones that they they change color? Uh, no, that Zayma? that is uh, Zartan. But Zartan. There was something that Tomax and Zayma did action figures. It was like some kind of the, special feature. Their special feature was that they had like a grappling hook or like a, a zip line that came uh, with them, and they were also they were mirror images of each other. Yeah, because they were. You could only tell because one had the scar on one side and right. one had the scar on the other side. How do you tell those Tomaxes apart? That's, that's how you would know. And their names are inverse of each other. What? That's I never right. figured that out until just now. Just now. <laughs> their mom was like, let's let's name them this weird thing. Yes. Um, so, all right. This is my son, Tom, and this is my son, Mott. Did you know that their last names were Paoli? I didn't. Well, now you do. I do. <laughs> I'll forget it immediately. You really should. You I've should already not. forgotten it. I what was their last name? I highly recommend not taking up any space in your brain with that information. <laughs> uh, Garbage Pail Kids Origins, number two. Who are, so who's originating this time? <laughs> Look who's originating. I believe it is uh, the evil uh, Dracula. Oh. Uh, Nasty Nick. Oh, okay. Who also has another name that I can't remember. But uh, yes. It appears to be his origin because there's lots of Dracula covers. Ah. Ghost Rider number eight is out. Mm. We have, uh, I'm just going to, this is the first of a (laughs) big pile of amazing things that we got in this week. Uh, I'm super happy about these and I really hope I can reorder them because we're already selling out of some of them. The, uh, there's a company called Tin Titans. (laughs) <laughs> pretty great and they make lunch boxes and Ooh. they have so many licensed lunch boxes mm. and they did such a good job of doing the full thermos oh nice like embossed everything is they like, have a thermos in them yeah yeah they're wow. like they're super legit the one that sold out as quickly as it could was the animated turtles one uh. because not only was it the sewer layer as the the graphic around it it was a mutagen canister for the oh the cool thermos. it was so good um, so I'm hoping I can get more of those. I noticed I only got, I think, two of them, and I ordered four. I oh, paid for four at least. Yeah. So I'm going to see about that. Anyway, but uh, yeah, but there were so many of them. I think I ordered like 15 different styles. Oh, wow. So I was like kind of being conservative. Is that that Harry Potter one over there? No, Is that, that one Harry Potter one's oh, an old. That's vintage. an old. It's actually kind of like, it's great because you can compare them because that's the old version with the flat fronts, like crappy everything like it's just poorly made mm. the ones that dark horse did okay they're kind of meh and then these things are like they are like the aladdin ones that you remember from your childhood nice so good uh mighty Morphin power rangers versus godzilla hmm. trade paperback is available okay 
Here's okay. the here's the most contentious <laughs> issue of the week. It is gospel number one. I wouldn't say contentious because I also liked this book. Oh, okay, good. But I will say that I was confused as fuck. It's I read this thing from cover to cover in like minuscule detail, trying my damnedest, and I got vexed. Yeah, I think it's a it, it's one of those things where. Oh, I think it's going to explain itself. It, yeah, like with issue. number two, it will be like starting to become a little bit more clear because there's two. The storytelling is too good where it makes sense. My favorite part about this uh, was that in, on the inside it says it's a lottery funded comic. And I don't know what that means. It must be some British thing. But it says it's funded, lottery funded. Yep, I believe um, that is a. I believe that is a British thing. But the artist. Uh, huh called will morris is the written and artist and i you know when when there's a writer and artist one of the things that really happens a lot is that it's like all art and story is superfluous and in this one sure i felt like it was like the story was primary and even to the extent that it's like kind of lent itself to that confusion um but basically we should probably talk about like what the story is which is basically like um it's set in the days of oliver cromwell and the reformation of the church in england and so it's like what 1500s and there's kind of the the narrative plays out in a couple different kind of weird ways that seem vaguely supernatural but then also maybe aren't and then right. there's like a like a brief interlude into the present day, but you're not really sure how that. But the art I thought was just really good. It's not like flashy or styly, you know, like super like um, stylized, but it is very clear. Uh, like I f I found it to be very clear how the like how it's storyboarded essentially and um and i just i'm i'm intrigued by like there's a little thing at the end where it's like okay like where's this going and then these multiple narratives and like yeah it's is it's, there really a giant pig is the pig normal size is right. there a satan is there like <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. this new this modern guy about you know like it's yeah. it's intriguing to me and i thought it was very very well yep. put together and illustrated and written i i agree with all of those things I just found myself honestly like not knowing where I was. Well, and it's very different than almost yeah, yeah. everything that yeah, yeah. comes out for comics. And that's great. Like, so it was cool. It was like part historical, yeah. part like, you know, like you learn something maybe. I mean, I don't know if you're a history buff, maybe you're not learning anything, but like maybe you're relearning something that you already learned once in school. And if you're like a buff like, historian, then it's oh, even man. better. Then you're... <laughs> You're reading Sitting all pretty. about the history of being buff. How about Heavy Metal Drummer Trade Paperback Volume One? It's a trade pre It's a trade paperback. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I guess Behemoth has changed names, and they are no longer called Behemoth anymore. Huh? What are they called now? Uh, they are called, uh, if I could see this, Behemoth. Uh, Sumerian. Ooh. All right. Don't know why. I noticed that on one of the new books out last week. and Maybe something that had trademarked Behemoth was like, you can't call yeah. yourself this. And maybe it was Jim Martin's metal band. Oh, maybe it was. <laughs> I can only there's assume. A, there's a, there's a uh, 
reference. <laughs> like I don't think that album. I don't think they ever even put out. They an never album. put out an album. I don't believe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Hellboy and BPRD Return of Effie Kolb and others trade paperback is out. Uh, I am Batman number fifteen is out. Ties into dark. There's like in the in the dark crisis. There's like a panel where bat the I am Batman version of Batman shows up, and it's like, how did he get here? Read Batman <laughs> number fifteen, and I was like, oh okay, smile and Stan. Yeah, but he he fights Sinestro. Nice. Uh, Iron Man retro Marvel Legends War Machine. Really cool. It's right behind you. Um, it's it's on a like. It's got a die-cut card. It's just... It's fucking sweet. They did a great job on these figures. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like just about as good as you could make a figure like that. Uh, That's pretty cool. Two thumbs up from me on the Iron Man figure. Uh, Kea number two is out. Ooh, I like it. Cool book. Um, keep your hands off Izuken number four is out. All right. The Still least we can off. do, number three, is out. I yes, have no idea. I don't either. I'm sorry. Uh, Legion of X, number one, or number, number one, number seven, is out. Love Everlasting, number four, is out. Is Legion of X the one where um, Nightcrawler gets horns? Yes. Yeah, I read one X-Men comic where a Nightcrawler now has horns. Must have yeah. been that one. Yeah. Um whatever i'm sure it's fine yeah yeah uh love everlasting was cool yeah i have no idea i i missed that first issue so i never got got on board yeah it's honestly i think love everlasting might be a trade recommend for yep. me um just because of the way the story is coming forward and also like i haven't read the last two so i don't really know exactly what's going on fair mao graphic novel Mao. eight that is rumiko takahashi of Ranma one half fame Ooh. and all of the mermaid books, mm. mermaids tears and song and whatever else. Uh, Marauders number eight is out. Mm-hmm. Marvel Comics X Men number one. Oh, sorry, I I have already discussed the lunch boxes, but man, oh yeah, this is so good. <laughs> one of them is an X Men one. One of them is the the the. Reboot X Men cover, like the, the Jim Lee one. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's just so cool. Uh, Minor Threats number three, it's out. Yep. Uh, Moon Knight number seventeen is out. Multiversity Teen Justice number six is out, and we have a gigantic one of them big old box sets of My Hero Hero Academia. Mm. Uh, that is a hundred and eighty dollars worth of manga in that thing. So they put a handle on it because it's so big. Wow. Uh. My Little Pony Classics Reimagined, Little Phillies, number one. Got me. Okie doke. New Golden Age, number one. Uh, I love it. Yeah, this is fascinating. Uh, I love it. I I have no idea if this is going to be successful at all, but I love that it's a thing that's happening. Yeah, me too. um, I dug it. Oh, man, those Who's Who pages at the end are so cool. And, I mean, those Who's Who pages, some of those are first appearances, right? Yes, I think, um, that, I think that they're introducing new characters. They are, although they technically appeared in the last issue of Oh, um, that's true. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond, yeah, that's and then right. there was a uh, 
there was a comic a few months ago, and I'm sorry I can't remember which one it was, but there was a Jerry Ordway pinup in it, and it had uh, some of the characters in it mm. from this. So I think that one might, if these ever happen right. to take off, like that would be like maybe like a technical first appearance right. is in yep. whatever fucking comic that was i can't, <laughs> I can't remember, remember but like that's the one where i remember cherry bomb and i was like cherry bomb there's no cherry bomb and then like months later it's like oh yeah but basically what what's what happened and in ladybug ladybug is cool so basically yeah at the end of the last this flashpoint beyond miniseries uh the time police rip hunter time master whatever they did there was something happened where they basically like uh released like these characters that have been like erased from the timeline and it's almost all sidekick characters from the golden age and yep. so it's like the red bee has a sidekick for some reason uh the red bee who's like literally like not ever not nope. like past sidekick level himself no, no, like never. has this uh and there's like <laughs> undeserved a, sidekick of their own but they're all cool and they're all they all do actually seem to have ties to um like existing (laughs) existing dc characters from the golden age and the who's who pages have like fake first appearances for all of them too because it's like there's definitely they're not in these comics except for the aquaman one but there's like now that is really cool they're saying there's a golden age aquaman which i hope that's true he's got yellow gloves i mean it's there was a golden age Aquaman. no no no. i mean i just hope that i hope that it becomes canon that like dc is going to use i think i think golden age aquaman in like normal comics yeah i do think that that's like kind of the whole point of this new golden age and then there's also like first appearances in here of like future justice society from like the timeline of the legion of superheroes Mm. and um you know like i i was i'm into it i love the golden age stuff i love dc like all-star squadron or as i like to colloquially refer to it as ass Mm. by its acronym interesting (laughs) which is ironic because it's the origin of the bustiest of the dc heroes which that was the first Power Girl. Oh, you're talking about All Star Comics, which oh, would be yes. Ask. Ask. I'm yes. talking about All Star Squadron, which is Ass. Oh, All Star Squadron. That was the one. Did was that the one that had all of the, uh, the Uncle Sam and whatnot? Yeah, uh, they were in. He was in it briefly um, as a freedom fighter. Um, yeah, All Star Squadron was basically like, um. In the 80s, when I first started reading DC, and I was like really into Teen Titans, like the big comics were Legion, which I didn't read, um, was actually huge at that time. And <laughs> that's crazy. It is crazy, but it was like huge. It supported two titles for like a while. It blows my mind. Um, I don't know how that's possible. It was just, it was big. Um, but uh, All Star Squadron was also big. And it was like Roy Thomas's basic excuse mm-hmm. to like address like continuity things it was like basically roy thomas being like i read golden age comics and i'm going to like incorporate things from comics i read when i was a kid into modern comics right and um it it was it was when jerry ordway was drawing it it was very good Hmm. um and it needed that art because once they got a once he left and they kind of started grasping for whoever could do it um Although I came to really like Richard Howell, he didn't do a lot of issues. Um, but yeah, there was like the whole reason I even know who like the Red Bee is is because that one where he <laughs> yes. died. And uh, 
I don't know. It was just like my introduction to like every golden age character that I know is from that. Like all the quality characters, like all the ones that DC bought were eventually incorporated in and um, the freedom fighters were in it. And I don't know. It's, it doesn't read all that great now, but I just totally loved it. And also infinity incorporated was like a spinoff of that first appeared in that. That was a bigger series for a while. It was big because Todd McFarlane was on it. He was on it for a long time, and the issues that he drew sell for nothing except for like the first one. Yeah, because it's like his first, its first cover art or his first something DC like cover. Yeah, art there's some something. reason why it's key, yeah. but like you can get the rest of the run for like nothing. A dollar. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. Um, you know what people do care about though, Bob? What? Nice house on the lake. Oh yeah, do they? Number eleven of twelve. Nice. Uh, I think people are still reading it. I dropped off around issue five. But, I made it uh, like two issues. Yeah. I did Once I knew what was going on, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, Ninja Funk, number one. Mm. This book sucks. And <laughs> it's stupid. And fuck this book. And it has a QR code that you can download to listen They're to a techno soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, it's not even I don't techno, know. it's like I, DJ like house yeah, DJ stuff. DJ Garbage. Uh, <laughs> the name of the DJ is, of course, DJ Garbage. Yes, I um, believe it's DJ Ninja Funk. <laughs> He's a renegade of funk. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about this other than I hated it. Also, that there's a character named Laser Wolf, which is really ridiculous, uh, uh, in that there is a character in Fiddler on the Roof, of course, named Laser Wolf as well, obviously, sounds a lot more like a superhero than it does. A... Did they have lasers when Fiddler on the Roof was written? <laughs> no, they didn't. It's just, it's a word. It's a, it's, uh, a, it's a one. It's not really laser wolf, but it is laser wolf. Okay. Huh. Uh, so yes, very strange. Tells you how many times I've seen Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, AKA zero times. Oh man. I've seen it many times. Sorry. Perhaps I should address that. Yes, I mean... Go home and watch Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and then Fiddler on the Roof. Probably just Fiddler on the Roof is Uh, fine. Anything that has roof. (laughs) Fiddler on the Roof, amazing songs. What I, like, that is a... As as far as, like, songs from musicals go, that one, that one as a classic musical still holds up. uh, So good. All right. Daniel in the Lion's Den quality okay uh fiddler on the roof still a quality song like there's like fucking five bangers on that i don't think i convinced my wife to watch it but maybe when she's out doing i don't think so either I'll, I'll watch it <laughs> and just see um see if i agree let's see pause mindy makes some space trade paperback it is an all-ages book and it's really cute and adorable huh. uh pink lemonade number two of six love is it out yeah it's so fucking good i love this artwork so much uh and we got Pokemons in finally. So if you're looking for them Pokemans, Pokemans. we got them. Man, we've got uh, Sword and Shield, Silver Tempest booster packs. We've got uh, Build and Battle boxes and Elite Trainer boxes. Ooh, yes, they're quite elite. Only only sold to people who have thirty nine ninety nine and no <laughs> one else. Uh, Radiant Black number 19. Radiant Black. Is out. Sabretooth and the Exiles. Yeah, continuing right where that last Sabretooth miniseries. I like the Exiles. I, I like this idea. I like, I like it that Sabretooth is the only X-Men character that isn't a total fuckhead right now. And it's just, and he's dead? 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. This is this is an odd thing. He's out of time. He's yeah. I don't I mean, know what the deal is. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's fun. Read it. Um, Seven Sons number six is out. Shock Shop number three is out. Cool. Let's see. Skull Kickers. There. Sorry, this thing was loading very slowly. Uh, Skull Kickers Super Special number one is out. Yay! I'm glad Skull Kickers is back. Uh, it's really funny. I'm, I've been asked this question so many times. People would come in and they'd be like, I'm looking for something that's like a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy type story. And I'd be like, Rat Queens and... I mean, uh, you can't think of it. <laughs> the answer is Skull Kickers. It's the perfect Dungeons and Dragons thing. If it's not Die or, yeah. or, or uh, Rat Queens, it's going to be Skull Kickers. So check out Skull Kickers. It's very fun. Uh, written by a guy who I really like and I can't think of his name. Is it? It is Jim Zub. Oh, nice. Who is writing some really good Spider-Mans right now. Cool. And, oh God, that's that's what I get for looking that up. It just, everything flies away from me. Do, 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 come on, load faster. Damn you, computer. Um, okay, keep going, keep going. I went too far. Uh, Skybound presents After School, number four of four. Oh, man, what did a you great read book. it? I did not. It no. is dark. Oh, really? I love those first dark. few issues. Man. Oh, I love, the, I love every issue of it. And this one, uh, like, I read the first time I flipped through it, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I like this one. And then after I finished going through everything, I returned to it and read it cover to cover, and it is dark. Uh, it's fucking cool. I think I'm kind of glad I didn't read it this time, but I really loved those. So, I, like, this is like one of my favorite limited series yeah. that I've read in a long time. I love, I love it. It's like oh. Silver Coin, but like less thematically connected. Yeah. So it's like just kind of like it. It is like after school specials in a way. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, this but one Evil is like after a, school uh, specials. This one is like a teacher at a at a high school who is just kind of like I never did anything with my life. Blah blah blah, and he. Um, he influences the children to start a club and they do and then shit gets dark <laughs> interesting it's very cool it's it's good and for some reason they all wear like mariachi hats that's like how they know they're in the club so there's a lot of mariachi hats in it like that just or whatever those hats with the little dangle balls on them are called I associate them with mariachis. I do, yeah. yeah. I would associate those with mariachis as well. Yes. All right. Uh, next book is Soldier Stories. Uh, by it. it's there's a, a lot. There's like four different stories. Yeah, I believe these are all actually written by soldiers who okay. experienced these things. Uh, I know his last name, and I can't think of his first name. He did that. He did that Harley Quinn Asylum book, Tucci. He also did She. What is his name? Billy Tucci. Is it Billy Tucci? He did a Sergeant yeah, yeah. Rock, I think. Yeah, yeah that's that's him. Okay. That's him on this. Um, yeah, and he is also a veteran, I believe. So, right. yeah, it's a it's kind of a an all veterans kind of thing about uh, dealing with their PTSD, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it didn't seem like kind of straightforward. No, like battle is, tales. It, or it is anything. not a. Yeah. It is not a, a like aggrandizing the the exploits of war kind of book. It is it is a little sad. Um, Spawn number 335 is Whoa. out. Scorched trade paperback is out. 
And uh, this is one that we kind of disagreed on. I thought it was great. I uh, thought it was decent. Bob I wouldn't thought it say was it was bad. Decent. Uh, specs number one. I really like... It's So this is like the polar opposite of gospel, which was just... What the fuck? <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on. Whereas specs was like... Maybe I know too much of what's going on. It was very straightforward. It was really like... It's basically like x-ray specs, but... Except they grant wishes. Right. And... At first, they grant very simple wishes through the whole thing. You get uh, there's a fun little montage of them doing dumb shit and granting their own wishes, and uh, there's some really good character moments of like doing favors for each other with the things where you, it's it kind of does a little uh, Blake Snyder kind of save the cat thing where it's like, oh, I like <laughs> these people. They're doing, they're making the right decisions, so I I like them. And then at the end, when they make the wrong decision, <laughs> you're like, yes, but they're good people still. So uh, it's cool. I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm I'm in it for the I'm in it for the long haul. I think I think this was worth it. Nice. Uh, we got Spider-Man number two. This is the end of the Spider-Verse series. Uh, I love it. I love this. Yeah, it's issue. fun. I thought it was super fun. I loved that one thing. <laughs> yes, there was a there was, there was a really, like a Doctor Strange thing. That's really not good, that he's no, in it, but like no. a really good, like clever Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, that was great. Uh, let's see. You know what I liked, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. I mean, actually, I don't know why I'm I'm prefacing this. I loved the Lost Hunt, oh, Spider Man, right. the Lost Hunt. I thought it was great. Maybe it's because. That was like the height of my love of the Spider-Man series. I did really like that series, but this one didn't grab me. I it it is a it is a story that is being told in the middle of an it, it basically is a missing chapter of the uh oh my god. I'm sorry, I keep yawning. What the yeah. hell? What is his fucking name? Uh the writer? I want to call him Demateus and I It know, is Demateus. No, it's not. JM Demateus. Is it? Yeah. Mike Grell was the original Am artist. I crazy? No, it's JM. It is JM Demetrius. Demetrius. Okay. Yes. Who was a longtime Spider-Man writer? Yes. And I think this was right when he first started writing it. Yep. And this or at least is the original. This is that. Uh, the what is his name? The Grim Hunter. Craven. Uh, no, the the other Craven. So there's Craven died. And then there is the Grim. There was the Grim Hunt series that happened oh, in the nineties. Okay. And so there's this other character who looks like sort of like a Bishop wearing, uh, wearing the whole outfit of Craven the Hunter, uh, and he's a separate character. This takes place when Peter has lost his abilities, uh, and oh. and it's got a lot of that totemic stuff that was going on during that during that run where the spider totem is talking to him and all this shit and it's it's all repercussions of that stuff and i i don't know i dug it nice uh okay so what is next after that star trek star trek yeah we got we got one of them star treks uh what it called i called something special the trill the trill special Hmm. there you go uh star wars the high republic number two is here for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe we got reprints or something. I don't know why that's here. I noticed you had a couple of reprints on the shelf there. Yeah, that might be it. Um, or not re- necessarily reprints, but like restocks. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Uh, Starhenge, Dragon and Boar, number five of six. 
cool. too complicated for me. Uh, let's see. Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 17. They shorted us all of the uh, <laughs> all of the A cover of this, so uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, they um, definitely aren't on the shelf anywhere that they, I saw. Okay, we could not find them, and they definitely charged me for them because they're a-holes. Uh, but Jakes. there they are. Uh, I will say, however, that it doesn't matter because the only cover that you really need is the skateboarding cover, which fucking rules. It does. The 90s cover where he's on a skate on a Superman skateboard. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, the joy of skateboarding is probably diminished considerably when you're invulnerable. And can fly. And can fly. <laughs> hey, check out this cool trick. Oh, fuck you, Superman son. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yeah, you're really ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah, there's another skateboard one that I saw in the ad for the the covers that has them where the, the it's the flash and i'm just kind of like yeah that's kind of a cheat as well but it's i true. do like this cover it's it's cool oh, but imagine like hitting a rock Oof. oh yeah <laughs> going like also, a thousand miles an hour he, he's like okay i'm gonna get on this skateboard and then like less than a second later it has no more wheels right the wheels have, they've have melted completely melted off, off yeah so it's not really all that fun he needs a hoverboard <laughs> he sure does uh the invaders omnibus uh, we get a special curvy Kirby cover because we're direct market. Ooh. <laughs> Suck it, everybody else. Uh, and we've got TMNT Armageddon Game Alliance number one. I have no idea what's going on in this series. <laughs> um, well, we've got uh, the TMNT Ongoing is also out this week. Uh, number 134. Cool. It's got a big crang on it. Uh, this big, this, the giant Krang on this really reveals how much Krang is, uh, just basically the, uh, the villain from, uh, oh my God, invaders from Mars is like legitimately like the alien from invaders from Mars. And I'd never noticed it until this cover when they blew him up to massive proportion. And I was like, oh yeah, that was the, there was a fucking (laughs) 1960s fucking uh in earth invasion taking over the parents movie mm. um tokyo aliens uh trade paperback is out we got some really awesome transformers mini mates uh those are cool they went out of their way to uh to cover characters that were in cybertronic spree so that you could get your uh your fix of uh i don't know Sort RC of, sort of a rock band that plays Transformers songs <laughs> uh, wasn't one of them RC I think so yes yes yeah I think she's the main I didn't I don't know that be I only reason I know that is because I saw there's also an action figure of that one and I was like oh that's the mini mate one yeah I think all of the popularity of that character is coming from the fact that there is a band that dresses up as Transformers called called Cybertronic Spree and she's like the lead singer oh ah. Huh. I think that's I think that's where her <laughs> I never your reference initially went over my head but now I now I have enlightened. They're really good and their costumes are great. Nice. I have no idea how they can stand to have do that. Have you seen stuff. the metal the uh Mac Sabbath? Have you ever seen that <laughs> yes, band I where have. it's like they they play Black Sabbath songs but yeah. they dress like um the Hamburglar and stuff? Yep. Grimace. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was Googling uh, what to do in Portland when my nephew was visiting and I accidentally Googled Portland, Oregon uh, and Max Sabbath was playing. I was like, oh, we could go see this. And then I was like, oh, it's a wrong God coast. Damn it. <laughs> Why don't we live in the fun Portland? <laughs> um, <Ugh. laughs> 
slight. Imagine me pulling my shirt collar. <laughs> well, I will tell you that uh, I had one of the times that I was talking with uh, Bill Manspeaker from, uh, from Green Jello. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, he was having an issue with those guys because he was like that motherfucker stole that idea for me. Oh. Because apparently he had talked to the guy and was like, this would be a cool thing to do. And uh, then he was like, no. you know, it would. <laughs> and then just ran with it. Not cool, at least according, Sabbath. At least according to Bill Manspeaker, who might be an unreliable narrator. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? He's cuckoo bananas. Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> in a good way. I like him a lot. Nice. Uh, traveling to Mars, number one. Yeah, this was weird. This is also Mark Russell. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't really figure it out. But I'm also I'm really tired. I think because I got up super early to vote this morning. Like, I just like I'm like spent. I there apologize. Well, how about Two Graves number one? Oh, Two Graves number one is weird. I didn't um, read it. Uh, it's um, so I. It's kind of like a revenge movie kind of type comic where yes, because when you when you go out on in search of revenge you should dig two graves uh, one for yourself. Uh, good one. I am so surface level right now. Um, <laughs> that is Yeah, no, but there's an old expression. It's though. like this girl and she has is partnered up with this thing that may be like Hades. It gets a little trippy Ooh. in the middle. Um interesting but it was it was good and ming doyle did the art oh wow yeah. cool okay cool. well that's that's one reason to pay attention to it yeah no i would definitely if you want to like a kind of like quasi metaphysical mm. uh dexter style kind of like punishing killers oh. with a supernatural assistance of a guy Damn. whose head looks like a plastic bag i don't know wow, i wish weird. i had read this yeah you should probably check I it out really wish i had read that now um venom number 13 it is a mess <laughs> i'm sorry but this comic I, is a fucking mess i love how the cover is also a mess it's just like, like it's I reflecting like, it's reflecting the confusion within yes i just like i'm like what is even fucking <laughs> happening in this comic like i couldn't yeah sorry uh, sorry venom mm, yeah no you're not wrong Wildcats number one. Woo! There are Wildcats. I liked yeah. it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh, I went into this expecting to hate it and like kind of almost maybe wanting to hate it. Yeah. And it won me over one electrocuted monkey at a time. Yeah, that was a good it started off good. It's weird dabble it's it's still strange for me to read a Wildcats comic that is firmly taking place in the DC Comics yeah. universe cuz there's like it these is weird. just weird one panel like Nightwing shows up or like That was I mean that gag was was good. Solid. There's a Green Arrow gag in it solid. too that's also good. Um and I like that Fairchild is uh, mm-hmm. from Gen 13 is one of the wild yeah. wildcats. Sorry, I burped away from the microphone. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. snuck up on me. Um, no, I would, I would say if you even think that that is something that you might enjoy, I would say do it. I would say pull the trigger on this because I think it's great. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we have an awesome, uh, an awesome game called Witch Slapped out. <laughs> It's a super easy, like, card game, but it's themed with witches in the woods, and it's awesome. Mm. 
recommended. Nice. Uh, Wolverine 27 is out. Oh, man. I just, like, th- this reading this comic en- literally enraged me. Really? Yeah, I hate what they're doing with Beast. Like, I just hate oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The evil Beast thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, and Wolverine is getting, like, hella fucked with in this comic. Like, oh, the in, last, in, I mean. In, like, seriously unethical ways. Like, the, the other, the other one was pretty brutal when they first started off. And they were like, how much for an ear? And they start, like, carving pieces off him. Oh, my God. And they're, like, selling them to people. (laughs) Yeah, this one is, like, they're resurrecting him. And they're just, like, talking about, like, what a pain in the ass it is. And I'm just like, it's it's Wolverine. Like, what the fuck, (laughs) X-Men? Like, you're fucking, you need Wolverine. He's, like, the most important (laughs) member of your fucking team. And you're all like, oh, woe is me. I got to put adamantium on him. I wish he'd stop dying. What an asshole. Yeah, let's go make him kill people especially that time that he died exploding the master mold in space that was going to destroy all of existence yeah it's like the disrespect <laughs> to wolverine that goes down in this comic like genuinely fucking enraged <laughs> wow, me i'm sorry amazing. like it made me angry you want to read something that won't make you angry what is it that would be the wolverine omnibus hardcover volume two oh. with that sweet ass jim lee cover Ooh, i love a sweet ass jim lee that is a that is one of my favorite covers and i i was surprised to find out when i was pricing a wolverine collection that we'd had in the basement for about fucking 10 years and i finally got around to pricing it uh that that is an expensive issue now huh. that the one the jim lee where he's just like huh claws out jumping yeah. all right well, like a 50 dollar issue now wow. it used to be like nothing that used to be a three dollar issue forever crazy uh but super cool this is like this is all of the miniseries so you get the mignola miniseries in this like your one shots oh the savage Those, land one you get the savage land one with, and i think there's another one as with well with his son who has never appeared since i know and it's also got that was like a thing meltdown like, havoc and wolverine meltdown oh, is in this that's a good one yeah isn't his like his son's like a troglodyte right like his son is like possibly half neanderthal right um sort of but they didn't live in a it's cave. one of those He's things where it's like in the in the 80s they would yeah. give you like a, a a graphic novel and you could just like give a character yeah. a kid and then it would just like never be because right. that happened with batman too the son I of mean, the I think that happened with Spider-Man like 50 fucking times. Right. But <laughs> like with with Batman, they obviously eventually like Damien became like yeah. oh, that's continuity. True. Right. Because that was in uh, the son, the, of, the son of the demon. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then they made it. Made they it showed continuity. Talia at the end carrying a child and it was just yeah. like never referenced again. And it was like it, back in the day, it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, man. Batman as a kid, they never, and they're never going to use him again. And then uh, Morrison, of course, was just like, I'll use him. I'll and do it. they'll let me do whatever I want because I'm Grant Morrison. Yep. And they no one stopped him. Um, but like previous to that, like if he had tried to do that in like the 80s, they wouldn't have let him no, do it. No way in hell. But uh, Wolverine has a troglodyte child <laughs> from the Savage Land Amazing. who has never appeared. And I would assume it is because he is a caveman. Yes. But I don't know. I mean,. You saw what they did with uh, with Scar, so sure, we'll do that. That is, he has a weird. Why did they give him that really weird haircut? I 
It's that, so specific. Of all the things in the world that I cannot understand of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. the choice to make him have a receding hairline. I don't see I don't think he has a receding hairline because if you look at the CGI, he has hair that's shaved. It's just like for some reason the front half right. of his hair is shaved off and I just to me it's like sure he's oh i mean i guess maybe he's maybe he's basically uh like a maori warrior maybe he shaved back to that area oh maybe and that might be his thing like he's sort of based on the yeah maori it's got to be referencing thing. something it's got to be yeah um it's too specific but as far as that goes that always drives me crazy because it's almost like uh it's almost like the tattoos on dakin where you're like Okay, that that's just not possible. Number one, oh, because he like, has a healing right. Factor. This this doesn't make any sense. It would be yeah. pushed out of your body, right? Um, but how the fuck do you cut the Hulk's hair? <laughs> like, <laughs> it has to be. I mean, there have been all those ones where he's like a nuclear bomb explodes next to him and he's bald the next panel or whatever. Yeah, the Hulk's but hair has like ha- is hair. It's not just hair though. I Superman's mean, really be. the only one with super hair. <laughs> I mean, you know from uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, where it's holding up that giant one-ton ball in the Daily Planet. Hmm. I don't <laughs> think I've seen that movie since it was new. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> it's, it's really one of the worst. <laughs> oh, man. I read the... Uh, I got in a dollar bin recently. I found the Superman 3, uh, the Richard Pryor one, movie adaption. But it's uh, it's drawn by Kurt Swan, and Ooh. I have never seen an artist with less ability to draw Richard Pryor in any way <laughs> where he looks at all like Richard Pryor. Like, literally, he looks like Gabe yeah. Kaplan in, like, half the comic. It's bananas. Oh, man. It's like maybe someone told him it had Gabe Kaplan, and it's like, because it's like, it looks like my band director in high school. Like You it's know like, that all of that stuff gets made based on scripts, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they even maybe had they that ready by the time they were shooting. It could have been Gabe Kaplan. It's possible. I <laughs> don't know. They had to recolor him to look like... like it does your... look like Gabe Kaplan colored in That's blackface. Funny. It's very strange. That is weird. There's a thing where from, like, the, from the side, he kind of looks like Richard Pryor. Hmm. But I just honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like Richard or uh, Kurt Swan just like didn't yeah. draw black people very well. That is, I mean, please, of course, it's, <laughs> it seems like it's kind of a thing in the 70s, 60s, yeah. 50s, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, should, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't speak out of turn. I don't right. know that that's Probably. the case. Because Kurt Swan was, was an accomplished artist right. uh, earlier in his career, and by the 80s was just kind of, like, not as good. Right. But, like, he was also... But that's been, that has been a problem in every form of art. I mean... Like right. back in the day, I mean, one of the one of the problems in horror movies is when you had black characters, you had makeup artists who had never been asked to like even glamour makeup artists who'd never worked on on black faces before. Oh, right. And so they're like, this became a big issue. Like they couldn't do black hair. They couldn't do any of this stuff. And it's like only recently have hmm. they been like. Motherfucker, you need to learn how to do everyone's hair if you're yeah. going to be a hairstylist. You need to learn how to do everyone's makeup if you're going to be a makeup artist. Wow. And it was like, and you would see people. I never just, thought about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a huge, That's it was like a huge reveal. Institutional racism <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just this like, this big thing that like. Huh. 
you know, nobody in power thought of it because they never had to because they didn't give give a fuck. Yeah, it was just everybody was white all the time. Right. Yeah. Because everything was white people. So, yeah, it's it's nice to see that that has changed. And it's also opened up a whole new industry of like people who specialize in doing, you know, like special types of hair. So, hey, speaking of uh this institutional is, racism no but speaking of black people in film sort of did you see who's doing the voice of uh spider I punk i did see that yeah <laughs> i was like i can I, I think it's great i like the guy yeah but as far as like physical types oh sure boy, yeah, yeah no. it's a good thing that he's not portraying him in a movie because oh, that, yeah, no. that would be weird that would not work that dude is a fucking house that guy <laughs> is ripped as fuck that's funny. <laughs> but uh, yes. Yeah, he does not look like a spider person. He looks no. more like a cool Hulk person. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I like him I a lot. I can't wait. Um, okay, so uh, one of my favorite books from DC, uh, I have talked about it a lot. It's out in deluxe hardcover right now uh, Wonder Girl Homecoming. Nice. Holy hell. I love these. This is the that six issue mini. Fucking a! Some of the best Wonder Woman comics I've ever read. I love it. They're great. And I don't know why there is an ongoing with her. I, do I don't. I don't understand. Uh, because the TV show fell apart, and then they yeah. stopped. Uh, but they'll figure it out. Wonder Woman seven ninety three. Oh man, this has like the most adorable panel with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman in oh, it nice. that I've ever seen. It's so great. Uh, Hold on, I gotta fly. I gotta. Sh- I gotta show it to Tristan really quick so that you can get his real time <laughs> reaction to this panel. Here you go. That's okay. this one. Oh, <laughs> that is really nice. That's Holy so shit. sweet. That uh, is really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty great. I'm. I'm a big fan of smiling Batman panels. So oh, absolutely. When you get something like that, where it's like smiling Batman panels are the best. Yeah, I love them. Uh. So there's that. Oh, and Jen Bartel did an amazing 90s. Oh, that 90s report. cover Holy is great. Fuck. I almost got it. Like, I wish they didn't cost a dollar more, no. but whatever. But that is a great cover. Yeah. She's got those ridiculous the jeans. Like, yeah. yeah. She's turned ass towards the camera, but she's wearing those like very unattractive 90s like yeah, she's mom jeans. Definitely wearing 90s jeans. Yeah. Which are now actually back in vogue. So I guess it's attractive to somebody uh x-men legends number four is out the second part of second the and ascenti yep. long shot and there it is that's we all we got did it <clears throat> there were so many of them we went super long but uh yeah, i mean there was a lot of comics there was a lot of comics oh. uh so thank you for listening uh shop at coastcitycomics.com please yes please uh and uh follow us at coast city comics and at funbox monster podcast at um actually podcast and do we have any other things hey, fuck it follow rad wraith um, yeah rad wraith we'll see what's going on there i do if anybody cares i do apologize there's some confusion going on right now we don't really know what's happening so we'll see what happens the right black caravan has uh been disbanded we're not sure if we're a scout comic now or if we're a free agent we don't quite know what those contracts mean and no one at either company seems to know either so i believe that there's going to have to be someone's going to need to get lawyers involved and hopefully it's not going to be me because i don't want to do that but uh but we do need to kind of figure out who's got the rights to it issue three 
I talked to the president of Scout and I was like, we have it. Who am I sending it to? And he was like, uh, here's this guy. <laughs> and he CC'd him, but I never got a request to, to submit the book. So up in the air uh, <laughs> still. But, you know, Rad 3 is done and 4 will be coming soon after. We're still, I'm going to send, uh, the script is done. It's over with Dabari. He's going to start illustrating it soon. So yeah. I don't give a shit. We'll kickstart it or whatever we have to do. It'll come out. Yeah. Uh, and that's the deal. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Bye. Good night. Oof, I'm tired.